You're listening to the Athletic Motion Golf Podcast, where we try to help your game in 15 minutes or less. Today's episode is brought to you by our most popular online training program, AMG+. AMG Plus is the best way to train your swing online. It includes our four key golf instruction systems, the swing system, the speed system, the short game system, and coming soon, the putting system. But that's just scratching the surface. You also get access to us and other AMG certified instructors who will answer your questions and review your swing checkpoints and so much more. Just head over to athleticmotiongolf.com forward slash plus. That's athleticmotiongolf.com forward slash plus to get started today. All right, Sean, we're going to pick back up where we left off in the last podcast of the difference between the complexity, the ease of making pro movements versus am movements. Is a lot of golfers are under the false impression that they don't have the flexibility, they don't have the youth, they don't have the fitness of a professional athlete to make professional quality movements in the golf swing. When the reality is those movements are infinitely easier than what the golfers we see on a daily basis are trying to do. Mm -hmm. So we left off, we talked about the grip, some posture takeaways. We left off getting the club, the takeaway. Now let's get into the later part of the backswing. Yeah. So got the posture sorted out. We got the takeaway. I think uh, the next part is um, as they go to the top, we'll, we'll, We'll talk about the arms for a minute. The AMs normally, higher percentage of them, overuse their arms in the backswing. So it's actually more they're, more, they're they're doing more work than necessary with the arms. They're overbending one or both arms. Yeah. Possibly overbending the wrist, letting go of the club, which is a lot more to unravel on the downswing to hit a good shot than what we see in normal high-level swing deal. Yeah, so we have uh, basically two big faults for the arms in the backswing. One is pulling the right arm, kind of like starting a lawnmower, pulling that right arm, you know, kind of leading the backswing by just pulling the right arm behind you. You'll typically see the elbow get high real early and kind of pull it behind you. The other one, kind of associated with that, is pulling the right arm across you. So kind of winging the right arm behind you is like we – like to say it's a backswing chicken wing mm-hmm. and both of those movements will pull your lead arm for your right-handed golfer, your left arm across your chest and most often bend the left arm. Yeah. Overly bend it. We call it pinning the, the lead arm. Yep. Cho- the choking yourself out. Uh, what you'll see by contrast, what you'll see professionals do is basically move the left hand about 10 eight to 10 inches across their body. So the hands, if you just think of the left hand, it starts at address a little bit in front of the center of your body. And then it moves basically to your right hip. So however wide that is for you and at the top of the backswing, it's the hands are roughly in front of the trail elbow. There's a little bit of adduction there, right? About 10 degrees on average. But we see AMs doing that about 20 degrees, or yeah. 20 inches. So you're, you're doubling what a pro does. Yeah, and then, you know, we'll jump ahead a little. The, the problem with that is you have to unravel all that if you want to get in that tour impact position. Well, this goes back to the idea of the backswing not as important as the downswing, so I can do whatever, do as much as I physically can do to coil, to stretch the backswing, to make a big turn, unlimited turn. Like, 
however you want to describe it. We've heard it described a bunch of different ways because the downswing is what matters. But yeah. if you're giving yourself literally twice as much to do in the downswing as a professional golfer who does it every single day, gets the physio, gets the chiropractic, gets the training. Oh God, what a great point. And you sit at a desk all day and are trying to do twice the amount of work he has to do in the downswing. That's not, you, you can't convince us that a, a pro swing is more difficult. No. Your swing is infinitely more difficult if you fall into that core. To, to the point where someone as talented as Tiger Woods, if he gave him your swing, he would not be a tour player. He's that talented. He couldn't make your swing work. No, he'd be, you know, I don't know, installing stereos down at Best Buy or something. I don't know what, what Tiger so likes to do. Take a high level of talent. Yeah, to be get playing that video game. He might be an e athlete or something. But yeah. And, you know, some of you are hearing this and thinking of the most outlier case pro you can think of. Well, if you can come up with a name who does all of that. You're looking over several thousand professionals who don't do that. So there's always going to be outliers. Always. And everything. You can chase those outliers if you want. You can chase them. But even then, I still think if that suit was real, you, you would not be close to doing what they're doing. Because no. again, it's a timing issue. There's only a little bit less than a quarter of a second in the downswing. And you don't want that to take longer because the club's going to be moving slower. And we've talked about this, but you know what they say, people have to hear stuff like seven times before it sinks in. I know Sometimes I Sometimes 20 I for me. <laughs> so we, we've talked about before this idea of, okay, let's say you want to get your hips 40 degrees open because that's what you think it takes to play good golf, which really isn't true. 40? Um, yeah, it's not true. But let's say you want to get them. Oh, it's impact. Yeah. I'm let's with say, you. I'm let's with say you. it yeah, impact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've decided that you want 40 to open. be 40 open. Well, Let's say you just make a maximum backswing rotation with your hips. So you've made 70. We've seen it before. Guys come in. They're trying if that's to, your goal, that's not hard to do. Yeah, 70 on the yeah, backswing? Yeah. Yeah. Well, now let's say you're super frustrated because you've been trying to get 40 degrees open. You want the two-cheek impact. You ain't seeing those two cheeks at impact. You're frustrated because you're, you're doing all of the – quote unquote tour things. Yeah. You're trying to do the openers and yep. all that. Yep. You're going to continue to be frustrated if you make the same backswing because even the, I think the fastest hips, you know, like over the years, people have said it's Rory. It's like 700 and something degrees per second on the downswing, which is fast. You would have to have faster hips than him to get yourself in that 40 degree open impact. So just to flat out say the backswing doesn't matter is completely wrong. He covers right at what eighty degrees of rotation. Yeah, he's downswing rotation. 40. Yeah, you would be trying to cover one hundred and ten. One hundred and ten. So another this, thirty degrees. So another downswing's worth of of in the same of rotation. Um, and and to go with that and to go with that point, you know, good impact positions with good players. Everybody knows what it looks like. You know, arms are kind of in front of them. A little bit of shaft lean, mm -hmm. hips forwards. Hip, mm -hmm. You know. Uh, hips slightly open. Well, if what what Mike was talking about before, if you take your arms and sling them across your body on the backswing because you're kind of trying to make a longer swing because you feel like that's going to help you hit it farther, you've 
you've put them to a point so far behind the turn is how I like to think about it. Yeah. That's a good way to think about it. You know, they're behind the turn. So as you're coming down, your arms, let's say have to work twice as much to end up at that tour impact. Yeah. You you have to cover literally twice Twice the number of inches to get back. So let's say you've been frustrated because you can't get, the tour impact. You're trying to get your hands are on your kind of behind you and they're off your back leg. Trail leg. Yeah. And you've only been trying to fix the downswing. Well, you don't, sure. I mean, you'd have to be superhuman yeah. like to somehow do that. So again, it goes back to the reason the tour players are able to get into these impact positions. It's not like a superhuman ability. They're putting themselves in a place at the top of the backswing where it's not all that hard to do. We get people doing it all the time. No, it, you know, the, the whole, if you just think about it for a little bit of time, the whole idea that their swings are more complicated or require more physical ability, it doesn't make sense because their swings have to be the simplest. They have the most pressure on their shots. They're playing for the most money. They have to constantly repeat. I mean, many of us can't get through a round without five Advils. Yeah. Right? I'm one of them. Yeah, so you have to you have to develop if your if your goal is to have a thirty five year career in golf, you you have to make the most efficient movement that you can make. Certainly, work towards it and strip away a lot of extraneous movement. Um, yeah, it's double the work in the downswing is not going to be a a recipe for no trying to move with fewer range or a smaller range of motion what the tour players have. All right, so. Let's talk about the transition and starting down. And a big one is, you know, shallowing. So Ooh, I got one before we do that. Okay. This makes the downswing very difficult to make a good, make, make a solid downswing. Okay. Letting go of the club at the top of the swing. That's a harder <laughs> thing to do than hanging on to the club at the top of the swing. <laughs> There's a heck of a lot of timing involved in that. And what he's talking about is we see a lot of golfers I mean, a lot of golfers as they're entering the top of their swing. Some of it's because they're trying to make bigger backswing. There's all sorts of reasons, just poor grip at the start that you'll actually see the hand open up one or both hands open up to get extra backswing. And then you try to slam that grip back closed again. And if you got a problem casting, that's the first place you got to look. You got to grab that grip again because you're trying to swing at a hundred miles an hour. So that goes back also to, I think if people were able to get in a tour player's body for a swing, they wouldn't. They would be. They would be shocked at how tight they're gripping the thing at some points in the swing. Oh, big time! I mean, way tighter. The average guy he holds it like way too loosely, yeah. and that gets the club bouncing around. Yeah, the club bouncing around is going to come out different every time. So that's one that that's everybody can. Way more difficult than not doing that. It's harder right. to so do. That's another right? one. Yep. Try letting go of the club, grab it again, and then hit the straight. And so so far, <laughs> we haven't found a more physically demanding pro move than the typical AM move that we see. Now I will say this: all things being equal, these, a lot of these guys are super talented and super coordinated, and that's kind of the crapshoot with what allows them to be. As okay. good as they are. But that has to do with the sequencing and the timing of that. Right. So you physically can do all of these movements. A good point. The practice and what separates the good players and bad players is the practice to make them happen at the right time. Timing and sequence. That's why. And then you again, you look at that. So many AMs want to remove timing from the golf swing. Yeah. 
that's the hallmark of a great swing is prop doing things at the proper time. Yeah, it's too timing oriented. I get what they mean, probably like flicking their wrist. Trying to time impact. Yeah, but the timing part is the the shifting of the when you do all this stuff. The sequencing of when the body rotates. Yes. All right, so downswing wise, big one is shallowing, right? We see so many golfers trying to externally rotate that arm, really side bend, do all that. What we see professionals do, they don't external. They lower the arm a bunch. The the humerus. That's the humerus, right? Yeah, the upper, upper arm. part of the arm. The humerus lowers more than it lifts from the top to left arm parallel. So that first bit of the downswing, the arm lowers a bunch, and then it's straightening while that happens. Yeah, so like arm kind of lowers and reconnects to the side. Yes. Then at that same time, it's, the arm is gradually straight, almost like a yo-yo, right? It's we exactly like that. a yo-yo movement. It's like lowering and straightening. That, And you show somebody that, and they're like, that, that can't be right. Yeah. But then I'll do it, and then I'll add the turn and the shift, and it's like perfect tour impact. And I feel like w- the more we do that, that's what helps people a lot is separating these movements out so they can see they're not that complicated to do. Yeah, because the the movements are camouflaged inside of a live golf swing, right? And it, it is difficult to see. Okay, so if you can literally stand there, lift your arm, lower your arm, you have the physical ability too shallow it like a professional golfer. God, it's, it's, I try to think of like correlations with other stuff. Like I have a piano and I'm terrible, but I try to play because I like it. I'm mm-hmm. semi-musical. I can play guitar a little. Well, I'll watch it. Well, now that I know a little more, I kind of get it better now. But when I first used to watch someone play piano, it's like, this is just like random keys being touched a hundred miles an hour. I'm not musically inclined and I'm intimidated by anyone playing an instrument because it just looks like a, a, a alien language to me. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to attempt to learn something here. And, and, and the way I like to do play piano is like, I'll pick a song that I, I like because mm-hmm. I'm motivated at that point right, right, playing right. twinkle, twinkle little star. So I forget what song it was, but once I realized that, Oh, okay. He's playing four chords over and over again, four chords that he plays with each hand, and then he plays the notes inside the chord. It's a lot more simple once I know the what the ins and outs of this instrument. It's not versus as, just hearing the song going. Random. How can yeah, I possibly what? do that? Yeah, yeah. It, it really is correlated. The golf swing is the song. Everything we're talking about in these podcasts are the notes, the chords, and the notes. The chords and the notes. And when you do them, makes it sound like music or makes it sound like me playing the piano. I don't think everyone's ever said that in the history of golf. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds smart In to this us. room, we're the most profound <laughs> yeah. people yeah. we know. God, we're good. Dang it, we're good at this. <laughs> so, yeah. So, that's it. That's I mean, we've got so much content coming yeah. and information coming on shallowing. Just if you can raise and lower your arm, you can shallow the club. Yep, at a tour level. That's it. All right. So one more before we cut this off. It's getting the hands in front at impact. Like out in front of the body. Yeah. So from the face on view, we all see professionals have their hands up off their front leg. That is a big myth. It's an illusion. The hands do not work from the trail side of the body across to the front side of the body. During that phase of the swing, no way. Not until well after impact. The hands, this again goes back to that raising and lowering. If you can raise and lower your right arm and keep your right hand on the right side of your body, 
you can move like a professional. Professional golfers play very early in the backswing and all the way past impact on the trail side of their body. The hands stay on the trail side of the body. There's shift involved rotation. and there's rotation involved. And when you do that from a static face on camera, it creates that illusion, but it's not. They are keeping their hands on the trail side of their body and the hands are moving out from the trail side. They're not moving across their body. So interesting because most amateurs that we get, a lot of them are trying to hold the right heel, the trail heel down through the hit and to give them a chance to get the hands across. But it's the opposite of what they should be doing. Yes. They should, like you said it the other day, you're trying to get the center of the hips kind of like to move around and forward. So you've got to release that trail hip like out towards the ball. That doesn't mean they're like extension because the left side or the, the lead side back, is right. back. When you do that and have your arms kind of just lower and you shift forward and have that kind of turn, they come out where they're supposed to be without you having to have this shove. So if it, it's a, there's no such thing as a body swing and an arm swing. You got to do both correctly. Yeah. There's, there's, it's not an either or it's, it's not. not a preference. You, you, you can make it, you're going to make a crappy swing if you're body driven, right? Yeah. You can feel like it's more body because maybe you've your body your doesn't arms, move. Or you've trained your arms. But if you have a body dominated swing, that's going to be a crappy swing. If you have an arms dominated swing, that's going to be a crappy swing. No matter who it is, Dustin Johnson, Roy McIlroy, doesn't matter who, what they describe is totally different than what's happening. All of it has to contribute. Yeah. And it has to contribute well. So that, that's a look. Again, it's just something that we assign. That's an arm swing. That's a body swing. It's not based in the reality of the movements. Yeah. So, again, if you're trying to get that tour impact and, and you've, you, you have a poor concept of holding that trail heel down, you're going to have a lot harder time getting the impact, tour impact than the tour player. We do this all the time. He, he knows how to get there easily. Yeah. We'll have golfers say, okay, well, Take your hands to impact. Like, to, where do you want your hands at impact? And they'll move them from way behind their right shoulder all the way across to up, a lot of times past their left thigh. Right? No professional golfer that we've seen does that. DJ doesn't do that. Rory doesn't do that. John Rahm doesn't do that. You can go on down the list. The hands stay on the trail side of the body, but there's shift in the swing and there's a rotation of the swing and it creates this just very misleading look. And then when you see that, or when you're told to do that, then that's where everything starts to go off the rails. So again, just lowering your hands and keeping your hands in the grip of the club on your trail side of the body, that's infinitely easier to do than trying to move them from behind you all the way across you. It's what, 20 to 30 inches of movement. The problem with the whole thing is, and this is the last thing we'll say, we're running on here. Most of the golfers that their entire intent is to get some kind of crazy shaft lean, that's like a big contributor to them coming over the top and steep because they they're trying to cheat it early because they don't know it's body, the yeah. body contributing too. They they take their hand and slam them low and left from the top. That's just a steep. Yeah, your intended impact is messing up your your downswing. Yeah. So to put a bow on this, if your intent seems to be more difficult than your ability, your intent's not right, right? These pro movements, and we just, we're just label them under pro movements because that's what we hear all the time. These pro quality movements, 
in mass, not every single golfer has ever played golf in mass. There's always going to be outliers in mass is easier. When you look at the individual parts, the magic is the timing in which you do them. And again, that's still very learnable for everyone yeah. listening. It takes a lot of work and a correct practice to, to learn that, but the ease of it is still there and it can be done. You may never move as fast as DJ. You may never move with the amount of rotation as Rory, but guess what? A lot of professional winners don't either. Yeah. I mean, he's the best player in the world. <laughs> yeah. He's the best player in the world. Probably should set your bar a little lower as far as speed and rotation. Exactly right. <laughs> is that good? I mean, I, I don't know how we can say it any more plainer than that. It's good movements are easier to do than poor movements. That's just sum it up with that. hundred percent. And if you guys are enjoying these podcasts, please uh, go to iTunes, leave us a written review and a five star uh, that helps us reach more golfers. And we're trying to help as many golfers as we can.